0: This is your announcer chuck landington welcoming you to the metal injection livecast news has surfaced that they're making a limited series on the pam and tommy sex tape i guess they passed on rob's idea for a show a 12-part doc about that time Dave Grohl watched Rob's score interview we get it rob a famous person likes you get over it
1: the metal injection livecast starts now i'm over it it's just these are the pictures that hollywood is asking for Welcome to the Metal Injection Livecast. It's episode 620. That's ridiculous to me. We're 620 episodes in. We're very glad you could be here along for the ride. If you've actually listened to all 620 of them, bless your soul. Bless your heart. Bless your mother. Bless your father. God bless your mother.
2: (laughs) God bless your father.
1: And uh, thank you. And we have a great show today. We're gonna to have Sam Dunn from Banger Films. He's gonna be sitting in momentarily. Unfortunately, Noah had to skip this episode. She's out in LA doing some work for her day job. I don't know. It's not in quotes. It's she's yeah. You know, just the way you work. said
3: it was all sleazy. Like she works for OnlyFans or something. Day jab.
1: You know, I mean, it's OnlyFans is a you know, it's a freelancer opportunity. Anybody could. Launching OnlyFans. Actually, I'm launching an OnlyFans for my poetry. No nudity, only raw poetry.
2: That's the draw. Can we get a sample?
1: Yeah. Roses are red, violets are blue. This is my OnlyFans. Give me your money.
2: So it's free form. It's not going to be strictly <laughs> like a rhyming uh, type of poetry.
1: The, uh, poetry comes in all forms. Here's another right. one.
2: Go ahead, please. <laughs> no. I woke up today
1: and I wondered... How much money did I make on OnlyFans?
2: Can I throw one at you? <laughs> yes, throw something at him. <laughs> <laughs> um, this one just came to me. Jack and Jill went up the hill mm-hmm. to fetch a pail of water. Water Jill came down and started an OnlyFans, but it wasn't as good as Rob's and made less money.
1: <laughs> oh wow, that's so poetic.
2: Feel free to use that. I'm not even going to charge you for that one.
1: And I use really fancy fonts like uh, Comic Sans and Mm. Papyrus. Only the best fonts.
2: Now Sid's interested. Yeah, that's what I. That's Sid's porn. He just jerks (laughs) off the things written in Comic Sans.
3: Oh, my God. If there was a porn star who had like a tattoo in Comic Sans
2: on her. Oh, my God. You heard it here first. Any aspiring porn stars, you'll get at least one customer. Yeah, if you get something written on your body in in comic sans.
1: I feel there's a whole untapped marketplace of comic sans freaks.
3: No, they're very tapped.
2: <laughs> you know, I'm thinking of starting a font that's just like cum puddles in the shape of comic sans and it's called comic sans. <laughs> oh. What do you think?
3: Is that the episode title so early no,
1: in the show? No, I don't, I don't think
2: that's possible. It could be Aww. a candidate. I mean, you know, it's not a dirty word if it's comic, if it's inside yeah. another word, right? Let's see. There. We have we have about eighty five minutes to go, so there may be something that eclipses that.
3: People will just think it's like a typo, and Rob meant to write cumin. Mm. That's true. They're doing some baking recipes. We Do you should. bake with cumin, or is that more for savory?
2: I would say. Well, I put cumin in the uh, in the in the curries that I make. Okay. But I I really don't know if it's used for. for
1: you can bake savory. Things. You could bake some chicken with some cumin on it.
2: Okay, that's true.
3: Maybe a quiche. Ooh.
2: Sorry, I don't need quiche. I'm a man. <laughs>
1: what? I
3: didn't realize that was a <laughs> feminine only.
1: I don't know. It's
2: just a joke. And, Isn't that uh, what the
3: Q and L G B T Q stands for? Quiche. Yeah. <laughs> yes.
2: Actually it is. I just looked that up. Thank
1: questioning and quiche is what it stands for. Mm. Queer and questioning and quiche.
2: Is it questioning the, I thought the Q was for queer though.
1: Queer and queer and question. It could be both so, it's both of them.
2: So they don't get their own letter, they have to yeah. share with another QQ, yeah. Q. Or put a question mark. Yeah. LGBTQ? Yeah. <laughs> I'm Ron Burgundy. <laughs> that seems uh, unfair.
1: Well, what is fair? You know, it's not quite OnlyFans, but if you want yourself a little more metal injection live cans cast live said, cans, live cans. we'll be air showing
2: our cans. cans on Only.
1: <laughs> well, we do show our cans on the Patreon. There was one. Oh, uh, there was one thing we did where I was topless. <laughs> Maybe I'll start posting topless photos on our Patreon this week, just to get only subscribers. Oh, <laughs> chase but people away. Seriously, though, we have some great content on our Patreon. We have bonus episodes, we post at least two bonus episodes a month, and we also have some fun TV uh columns by Sydney, uh, an occasional column by myself or Darinsky, and uh, also video versions of all the uh free episodes we do every week. So if you uh, if you if you listen live you can watch live actually but then after the live edition is over the archived video is on the patreon so you can get that at patreon.com metal injection live we just posted a bonus episode which was all of us including noah talking about the 1999 wrestling documentary beyond the mat which ruled <laughs> and uh earlier in the month what do we do what was our top of the month the hall of fame
2: yeah, our Mother's the Day ladies, Hall of
1: Fame special the ladies. Uh, of the podcast memes. Uh, we did Queen of Vagina, Perp Walk, who do the classic song Havana mm-hmm. and uh, my vagina and handicap. And I think we learned so much about the Queen of Vagina. You could learn about her as well. Uh, past episodes include watch alongs of dancing's movie of We did Motley Crue's The Dirt. We did the Lemmy documentary, which gets a little spicy.
2: We have some movies reviews on there that we never mentioned that I, I feel we should mention once in a while, like cube. We did. Yeah. And, uh, Bubba Hotep mm-hmm. um, did that, uh, that, um, the other Burtzum movie with, uh, Macaulay Culkin's brother.
1: That's right. Yes. Lords of chaos. And we also did a, uh, round table on until the light takes us, which was like the documentary. That was like a total hand job to VARG.
3: Well, was, did we do a, round that, was table? a that, that was a watch along. I think the, the round with- table do- was the, the movie. Yeah.
1: Oh, I I confused the two. You're right. We did a watch along of the hand job and then a round table of the not hand.
3: Wait, no. The hand job watch alongs are on the OnlyFans. You're getting that mixed up again.
2: So, Rob, also one other thing. This is like a small thing, but I think we should mention also for anyone listening on the archive. When are we on live? Because you can see the show live and see us in video if you're not a patron.
1: Yes, that's Tuesday nights, six o'clock Eastern. Is when usually we are
2: usually live at six o'clock and six ish, and you can give us a
1: call if you're listening live. 213 wide nut 213
2: 943
1: 3688. Rob, also, and uh, we have Darren echoing in there. Oh my god, uh, no, second i was just, Darren. uh, we do have someone in the uh, YouTube chat saying topless Rob, uh, top, let's rob.
3: but let's uh, I think maybe do game. the at the end of the show, do the Patreon shout outs with your shirt off,
1: okay i'd be out for that
3: i'll try to remember that that's a
1: good tease for the end stick around folks Uh, i think we have our guest on the line let's give him a second connect his audio greetings uh, hello hello sam welcome thank you for taking the time to come hang out with us here on the Metal injection live cast
4: thanks for having me guys how's it going
2: Great. It's we got a, great. a big response in our discord when we announced that you were going to be on the show. Like, wow, what a great guy and all this stuff, like completely positive.
4: Amazing. Well, we'll have to try and execute on yeah. that uh, setup.
1: up. <laughs> is, is it a lot of pressure that people think you're a nice guy when really in real life, you're probably a little more of a jerk? <laughs>
4: <laughs> you know, I'm Canadian, so there's actually no way around it, you know. It's, <laughs> it's just prescribed. If you're Canadian, you have no choice, but uh, no, it's all right. I am a nice guy to a fault. So, Hey, Mm. I'm here.
1: (laughs) Well, let me give you the proper intro. Sam is uh, one of the executive producers of banger films and banger TV, and you're promoting a brand new series from banger, a uh, scripted series. Sam, of course known for excellent documentaries, but this is a scripted series that you can watch for free on YouTube called heavy metal hitchhiker, uh, tells the story of a of a metalhead that decides to get on the road to return a guitar to one of his favorite bands I, I watch a few episodes it's very fun and uh, what gave you guys the idea to do a, a narrative you guys have done a lot of amazing documentaries including in metal uh, I really enjoyed hip-hop evolution that you guys have on Netflix which i thought was super informative uh, what made you decide to do something more scripted
4: well, you know, since we founded Banger, Scott and I, you know, really since the beginning, we, you know, we always wanted to go beyond doing documentaries. Uh, you know, I think that, but that's where we found our footing and we found success, which was amazing. And and people sort of just wanted to hear stories of some of the legendary bands and and, and where they came from and how they've changed over the years. But we've really had the aspiration to do scripted for a while now and and but it's a transition it takes time to get there and and you know we just needed to come up with the right concept at the right time and you know this idea of heavy metal hitchhiker came and it just seemed to make sense to in terms of metal like start with our youtube channel banger tv and just sort of take it from there but we definitely want
1: to keep doing it and do more in the scripted space for sure so the intention was to do a scripted series about somehow about metal or just that's how the idea came about?
4: Well, really it came out of, you know, our experience with Banger TV, you know, and we started the channel back in 2015 and, and you know, initially it started primarily as an interview channel and then getting into record reviews and, and some kind of short form documentary uh, uh, stuff but you know it we just felt like we needed to find the right moment to make that step into scripted and you know we all know we're all metal fans here that you know when you start scripting about metal you know you you're dipping your toe i think into different waters because of course the metal community is so loyal so opinionated and and you know we all take this music very it's very close to our hearts so Making the right step with a scripted story was very important, especially when you're in, you know, embarking on doing, on doing comedy. Obviously there's been big successes in the past, Spinal Tap, obvious ones, Metal there's been others, many, many, many uh, before us, of course, but, you know, we just needed to find the right concepts and, and have that sensibility that still felt like it was speaking to the metal community with, with that. You know, I hate to use the over, overused word authentic, but you know, it, at the end of the day, that's super important.
1: Yeah. And one thing, uh, also that sometimes turns me off about, you know, mainstream Hollywood or, you know, mainstream television's interpretations of a metalhead like, if there's a metal character on a show, he's always, or, or it's usually a guy. And, uh, it's always like kind of like a Beavis and Butthead kind of like doofus, like an idiot kind of. And what I like is that the, uh, the metalhead in your series almost seems to be the straight man, and it's the people he's hitchhiking with that they're the, you know, the doofuses for the lack of a better term. They're the the wild character, and he's the more grounded character. And I like that, and I feel like most metalheads aren't like animated, and they're like pretty reserved, and it's the music that brings out the animation of them, so to speak.
4: Yeah, well I mean, Garrett Jar- Jameson is the the lead in the series. I think he did an amazing job, and you know, like Mark Riccadelli directed the series and Brian Pico and Blaine Smith, they were involved in, in, in writing as well. And I think, you know, they just, you know, they, they, I I think, I think when it comes to humor and metal, like as long as there are the certain cues that it's coming from a place of respect Right. And those cues can be very subtle sometimes. You know, in the first episode, there's a scene describing, you know, Dio on stage and, and an explosion with, with an accident with some amps. But I think that because of the nuances in the writing, I hope that people know that it's like, okay, the people that made this show know enough about metal. It's clear that we can have fun with it, you know, and I think that that's, that's a key piece. We wanted to be able to have fun with 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 metal in this series but that's a good point I mean you're right Garrett Garrett's the man on the journey and he's the one with the with the with the quest right so yeah uh you know and I think the guys did a great job of making him be you know an endearing uh, an endearing character that you want to follow which is really what you want out of any show
1: did you always have him in mind or did you have a casting process for the whole thing?
4: Yeah, there was a there was a casting process. It was it was an actor that um, that some of the guys uh, who worked on the show knew from from previous work and um obviously it was a it was a good fit. Obviously super limited budget. Uh, I don't even remember the number, so please don't ask me, but pretty limited <laughs> and you know those there were some long cold shooting days you know in the middle of covid uh to to just add to it that that uh you know it wasn't it wasn't obviously a big budget show so really proud of of what 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 everyone did
1: how did you deal with like having to you know worry about covid as well were you guys all kind of huddled up quarantining together or
4: well it was you know well a, it just created a lot of delays, and you know, originally there was one of the concepts we had for the show was we were we wanted to have we actually wanted to have cameos from from metal artists in in, in the in in the show, uh, you know, you know, Jeff Becerra, Possessed, the guys in Sepultura, Sacred Reich. Like there were conversations about you know when they're on tour, we'll find a way to work them into the show, which would have been amazing. But obviously, that was thrown onto the the covid trash heap because we couldn't do that because no one was touring so things like that you know we had to change the creative elements of it but then when it came to actually the crew the crews had to be super small almost all of the show as you'll notice is shot outside and so that's an obvious that's something that's much easier to do has been much easier to do during covid so definitely had to make some some changes and shifts because of the pandemic
1: and shooting outside presents its own challenges too right that you can't control the light necessarily you got to deal with the weather especially when it's minus 20 and you live in ontario yeah minus 20 Mm -hmm. celsius (laughs) so some cold shoot days out there (laughs) that is that is a little brutal (laughs) yeah uh so but it's crazy to think how long this has been going on. Like you said, you guys have started the YouTube channel six years ago. And now, uh, mental Headback journey, it's, it feels like, it was like it's like fifteen years ago now, right? Like it's been what? What year was that released?
4: Yeah, two thousand and five premiere at yeah. TIFF, and then yeah, hit television mostly in in two thousand and six. Yeah, yeah.
1: So it's almost as if like there's like a whole new narrative that has emerged <laughs> since that that movie bo- has come out, and there's so many quotable moments in in the in the film. Which which do you get stopped about the most? Is it the satan is it the necro butcher which is the most infamous clip for you
4: it's a toss-up between those two you've definitely nailed the (laughs) front runners uh i think it would probably be necro butcher by a nose uh because it's you know it's a scene it's not just the one line from from gall and uh yeah i mean that that you, people weren't really talking about virality in that, in that, at that time, like it's that long ago, right? Like, it, I guess yeah. it was in the language, but it's not near the point where it is now, but that was really a viral clip that came out of that film. And, you know, we knew, we knew it was going to be, we, 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 we had a hunch it was going to be funny and get, get some laughs, but we had no idea it was going to uh, take off uh, like that. But I mean, you made a good point. I mean, it's a long time ago now, you know, and we're still here making metal content. And, you know, um, I've been kind of like, I've actually been thinking a lot about, you know, if you made some version of Metal Bangers' journey today, like, what would that be like? Like 16, you know, 16 years is enough time for things to have changed. And I don't have the answer, but I, it's something I've been ruminating on a lot because the world has changed in so many ways, the metal community has changed in so many ways that uh, I've been, I've been thinking a lot about what that, what that film would be like now. And uh, yeah, it'd be different, that much I know.
1: (laughs) Yeah, Uh, and you, you've talked to Necro Butcher since, right, like, I I feel like I saw a follow-up interview, like, what was his reaction after the virality? I'm assuming he felt it was taking a little out of context, right? You know, it's funny, like, I,
4: I, I, you know, I've you know been asked before. Like I think he just felt he didn't realize who we were when we were filming that, you know. And I think he didn't realize that we were embarking on a fairly major documentary about metal history and and and, and culture. Uh, but it's interesting as time has passed. I felt like you know you know I didn't I didn't get any threats from him at all, <laughs> you know. And I think as time passed i mean it actually brought a lot of attention to him and his band and 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 you know when we did the you know i did a follow-up interview with him years ago you know at his at his at his house in norway actually and and i think you know it was it it was cool i think maybe he realized in with with time that it was that it was funny and you know he was charged up needless to say
2: were you expecting threats in the beginning
4: No, you know, I was, I'm not threats, but certainly maybe worried. I, I, you know, I'd be remiss to say if I wasn't somewhat concerned about how he and maybe others in the, in the Norwegian scene and metal fans in general would respond to that scene. There's, there's, there's no question about that, but I, but I think it had a lot to do with my own, maybe a bit of my own naivety and sensitivity around not knowing how, metal fans would react to the humor in the film like i was pretty i was pretty um acutely aware of that like how we were going to weave humor into this because we were trying to do the non-spinal tap right we were trying to do the non-Osbournes like that was our goal we wanted to make a smart thoughtful documentary about metal that people outside of the metal community would watch right so pretty fine balance there so i was certainly sensitive at the time but then i I realized in a kind of circular fashion that metalheads actually really love to laugh at themselves. Right. And, and so it kind of came full circle on it. And, 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 and fortunately, you know, the metal community really embraced the humor in the film.
2: There There definitely is a a contingent of, i think what you're saying is accurate about metalheads and there's also there is an annoying uh segment that does tend to get upset at the slightest criticism so i can see being worried about that too like it's sort of a give and take you know
4: there's always purists and if you want to please the purists all the time you know that's a that's a pretty difficult and lonely road to follow
2: for sure
1: and another great doc that you guys did uh, was Iron Maiden Flight Six Six Six, and there was so many. There was a few scenes in particular that, that really stayed with me to this day. Uh, particularly, I, I I feel like uh, I might be getting the location wrong. I think it was somewhere in South America where there were these two people in line, and they said that they've been waiting for years to see Iron Maiden, and they wouldn't. They needed to be up front row, and like. It made me uh, really grateful for, like, I can decide if I, like, I'm like, oh, I don't know if I want to go out to see a show tonight, you know, like, whereas these people, like, this is the one show they're getting for five years, you know, and, like, Iron Maiden means so much to them, uh, and that was, like, such a moving moment, like, that, just that little moment, like, really made me appreciate the the power of heavy metal like, what was it like going around like Iron Maiden or gods in, in South America and in all these countries and like seeing the side of them that maybe they don't get necessarily get that respect here in America or in Canada, you know?
4: Yeah, well, you know, these films are so much work to make. That's actually probably the only one that I would want to relive <laughs> because, you know. <laughs> It was, you know, it was seven weeks on a plane with one of my favorite bands. And, you know, I, I'm a bass player and Steve Harris was, is and was a hero of mine, you know, especially as a teenager when I was learning to play the instrument. And, you know, when it came to go to South America, I think the scene you're referencing is in San Jose, Costa Rica, because we met the, the, these people that had traveled all the way across the country that many of them had been saving up for a year. And one, one guy in particular had quit his job. I mean, it was just sort of like, this is a one, this might be when you're faced, I guess with the possibility that it might be the one and only time you get to see your favorite band, then, you know, people dropped a lot and, and made that, made that pilgrimage, so to speak. And, you know, I think, you know, obviously I think the answer to that is, you know, certainly in the, You know, in the in in the north, in the in the wealthier parts of the world, we take we take the these opportunities for for granted, you know, and and certainly. uh, You know, that's something I'm never going to forget that palpable energy of filming with that band in Costa Rica and Colombia and Brazil and Argentina and Mexico, I have never and maybe will never, ever be in a place. With that level of energy and excitement, and anticipation, it is indescribable, and it was—it's something I can still feel just sitting here. And you know, to hear songs like "Rhyme of the Ancient Mariner" casting across, you know, 70,000 70, fans in Sao Paulo, when they're all singing along with the guitar solos. Oh. You hit a bad note in that harmony, and you're going to have you know you don't want seventy thousand Brazilians calling you out on a you know on a, on a bad guitar note. No thanks.
2: I thought we were saying Iron Maiden. What's going where on did here? it go?
1: <laughs> but uh, also, I'm, I'm sure it was probably like Bruce Dickinson's crowd control. I, I've never seen somebody control a crowd like like he has. Like just that thing he does where he just like raises his hand, crowd goes wild, and it's it's just it's like I'm getting goosebumps. like I need to go see Iron Maiden right now. You know, like. Like what what if and I feel like with South, like nobody has the passion of South American fans. When I see these clips from South America, they just like it's like going to a soccer game. Like they add chants where I didn't know it's possible to chant certain things. Like uh uh I'm thinking like the thing that comes to mind is seeing like megadeth footage and them just shouting megadeth in harmony with uh, one of the songs. I think. I think it might be. Uh, what is it? Maybe sweating bolts. I don't know. But bless the South Americans
4: <laughs> and all the South American metal. Yeah. Out. Well, let's just say you know Bruce has to do less work in fear of the dark in South America than any part of other part of the world, right? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. To sort of sit back and let let it unfold uh, before him. But yeah, no, he. You know, he's a master. It's been said before. I'll say it again. He's he's a master of of. Of working with the crowd, you know.
1: Have there been any like documentaries that you wanted to do that you haven't had the opportunity, or you still kind of like or or something that could have happened but fell through and, and won't be happening?
4: You know, well, certainly when it comes to to rock or 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 metal bands, you know, there's you know, there's actually still a fairly long A-list of bands that haven't had their definitive stories told, you know? And, and you know, as much as, like, music documentary as a genre has really exploded, I mean, certain, certain, even since when we started, like, wasn't really a genre that people spoke of 15 years ago. Like, certainly there were great music docs, but now they're so abundant. But, you know, but even despite that, you know, there's still... Some top bands like Black Sabbath, for example, you know, ACDC, uh, to take another example, there's 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 a pretty sizable handful of really top level, influential legacy rock and metal bands that still really haven't had their definitive stories told. So, um, you know, needless to say, those those would be all projects that I would love to be a part of.
1: And is it hard to build trust, like with, uh, for example, with Iron Maiden, like, did you have to, like, build trust that you're not going to, like, you know, show a side of them that's embarrassing or, you know, you want to put their best foot forward? Like, how do you build that rapport?
4: You know, it. the, the simple and boring answer is time, you know, and, and fortunately for us, you know. We got to interview Bruce for Banger's Journey, right? So the relationship with Bruce and with Rod Smallwood, the manager, started back back then, you know. And um, then we interviewed Adrian and Dave for uh, Global Metal, and so sort of slowly we, you know, we we I think we gained the trust uh, with that band um, through that first film, you know, uh, that we did it in a way that they thought it was done well, right? And really spoke to the community. Because I think Iron Maiden particularly has always been a band that's really actually cared about, about metal and how it's been represented, right? Like not necessarily all metal bands necessarily think about those things and that's fine. But I think Rod in particular, I can't say enough about the guy. He's been so supportive of us over the years. He really, I think has an eye to how the community and how the music was, was represented. Right. So to answer your question, I think trust was established initially through the work we had done. In other words, you know, we had, we had handled the cargo of metal (laughs) and its artists and its, and its audience with, with, with care. And so when it came to do a film like, um, You know, Flight Six Six Six. Certainly, it took a bit of time to to get comfortable with this crew of seven Canadians on Ed Force One every step of the way. But from a larger perspective, in terms of like trust that we were the team to tell that story, I think you know we we had done some groundwork beforehand.
1: Awesome. Well, Sam, thank you so much for your time. I could probably talk to you forever. Uh, And congratulations on the series, Heavy Metal Hitchhiker. Uh, Is there anything else coming up that you'd like to let our viewers know about? Any any teases?
4: Well, we have a new series that's not specifically metal related, but is a music Mm -hmm. doc series that we're super excited about um, that will be coming to Netflix uh, next month. Uh, the, The announcement will be coming very soon. Super proud of that series. And also we have a, film about a lesser known, uh, Canadian rock band named Triumph, uh, for fans of 80s hard rock will know that band, but a band that whose story, uh, is, is quite fascinating, uh, because it was a band that rose and had big hits in the early 80s on MTV and hard rock radio, and then just kind of disappeared without any, without any answer. And so, uh, we're looking forward to launching that film uh, later this year.
1: Very cool. Sam, thank you so much. Have a great evening.
4: Yeah. Thanks, guys. Appreciate thank you. your time.
1: Have a good one. Sam Dunn, Banger Films. Check out Heavy Metal Hitchhiker.
3: What a mensch. I wonder what this Netflix project is.
1: I guess we'll find out soon enough.
3: Eagerly anticipating. Do you think Anvil makes a cameo in the Triumph documentary?
1: When you saying that, I was like, they've already made a documentary about <laughs> about, about
3: uh, a lesser known Canadian Ed. rock band.
1: Yeah, uh, I kind of I always want to be like, can we both agree that Anvil is terrible? But I, I, they probably yeah, know where not. he
2: lives. <laughs> yeah, what are they going to do
3: go to his house and ask for a job.
1: Well, no, yeah, they know where he lives because they're the ones that come and clean it.
2: Oh. You know? <laughs> no. Would they go to his house and ask for a job if he's sitting here on the podcast saying, uh, you know, acknowledging that they suck?
3: Yeah, mine I don't. I, I think their their dignity is long gone.
2: I guess it's just my. It's just a lead that's not uh, fruitful. That's all I'm saying. You, <laughs> you know? Gotta try. A, a temp agency or something.
3: Imagine they come to the door and Alex Skolnick is already there. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> you're barking up the wrong tree, fellas. This one's taken.
2: Get out of here! I'll write a clumsy rap song about
3: you. Imagine that's what the Netflix documentary is about—just Alex Skolnick doing a rap <laughs> record. That's the next hip-hop evolution.
2: In love a lover part series.
3: <laughs> Get him back on the line, Rob. We got to pitch this idea.
2: <laughs> Trump
3: sucks. <laughs> <laughs> it's a diss track about Hulu.
2: No. <laughs> What's it called? Hulu sucks. Yeah. <laughs> Why? Hey, write what you know. Yeah. <laughs> Why deviate? The first one went over so well. It's like uh let's twist again. <laughs> like we did last <laughs> summer for the last ninety-seven years. Uh,
1: <laughs> um well uh speaking of uh embarrassed or disgraced what was the term you used? Damn, I had such a good transition
3: and who, it's gone. Who used the term?
1: Uh you did. When speaking of disgraced musicians.
3: Okay, so. sure.
1: Let's just go with that, uh, or I don't know. Uh, David Elmson was in the news last week. We missed this last week. She probably mentioned this. Uh, great PSA for uh, why you should avoid uh, FaceTiming with your with your sweating bullet out. Let's say. Uh,
2: Wait, what?
1: Oh, you didn't hear about this, Ellison. So over not this past weekend two weekends ago over the weekend was accused by someone on instagram uh of grooming an underage girl and what does that mean grooming it means you coerce them into doing sexual acts
2: but you it doesn't it mean and correct me if i'm wrong doesn't it mean you cultivate a relationship with them and then sleep with them when they're legal isn't I don't know.
3: Necessarily. Uh, I, that's it's not, I don't
2: think right. it has to
1: do with the legal, legality of it. It's just like cultivating wait. a relationship and like yeah, like kind of like navigating them to having sex with you.
2: I really go ahead. I thought the you're evading the law by not sleeping with them until they're 18 or whatever.
1: No, there's plenty of people that groom underage people and sleep with them. It's not, okay. I don't think so it's legality. <laughs>
2: And you haven't turned them in? You're complicit.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, uh...
3: Can I just say, like, I hate that that's the term for it? Because automatically I just... Like, now I'm picturing David Ellison like, combing a young girl's hair sweetly. <laughs> it's you're not, a pervert. Like, a, it's yes, not a it? creepy enough term. I see. Or, like, a picture well, one cat well, on. licking another kindly. It's just before, before we go bad. off on,
1: on joke tangents, let me finish the setup. Okay. So... And so this Instagram, this anonymous Instagram user uh, accused him of grooming an underage girl and uh, included text messages and screenshots of video calls. And uh, eventually uh, just leaked videos of Ellison jacking
2: it. So uh, let me ask you, let me stop you there. (laughs) So the video of him jacking it came from. A girl he sent it to or right so okay so the, yes so the
1: girl who he was uh having cyber sex with screen uh screen recorded and then shared with her friend who ratted him out or whatever uh and by the way that's illegal you cannot record so he's the victim he uh, in a way <laughs> they both can, it could it be argued Do you, uh, did you see the video robert <laughs> Yes, and I saw the like I was not trying to see the video. I it because here's the thing
2: you were asking uh, for a
1: friend. <laughs> <laughs> well, so this broke on Instagram and there's obviously a strict no nudity rule on Instagram. So if you were to post nudity on Instagram, uh, that wouldn't happen. But on Twitter, there is no uh like you could show nudity. So I was on the hunt. <laughs> That sounds terrible. That was I was he. just like, I, I was doing some vanity searching for Ellison thinking like, oh, I, I want to see if anybody's commented on it, like any musicians to do my, you know, musicians metal react. and rock worlds react. The no, no. yeah, BuzzFeed article. Ten musicians <laughs> react
2: to Dave uh, Dave Ellison jacking off. Yeah.
1: <laughs> just to see if anybody's talking about it. And in doing so, I got, I, I stumbled on a thread and I clicked the thread and this, the, tweet i i clicked on wasn't him jacking it but then the immediate reply was a video of him jacking it and as you know twitter auto plays video so it's like no
3: get out escape escape i don't need to see cut that or uncut uh, uh
1: i i don't i didn't i my instinct is to say cut but i i don't remember my, <laughs> do uh, my, my a, only my only big, watch my, along for patreon uh, my yeah. only <laughs> memory no because that's al- it's literally illegal we would go to jail uh, because mm-hmm. it's, it's, he did not uh give consent for his nude video to be distributed, so that's did it's technically sex SDR? trafficking.
2: Uh, they're on it, but anyway, no, I'm the- just saying,
3: ask them if we if he'd be okay with us doing, a <laughs> did,
2: did, he have a, <laughs> did he have a big schwanz?
1: I was going to say, my one takeaway is Ellison has nothing to be ashamed of. Well, other than the scenario, but, like, yeah. on his person, he's he has
2: nothing. Yeah, he's, think...
3: he's. So his penis is the only thing he should not be ashamed of. In his life. <laughs> right.
2: right. Okay, it's that's a better saying. way to put it.
3: That's a better way to put it. So,
1: okay. so he here's the real... for
2: 40 years. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so here's the he's real story. Stern. So. This basically blew up over the weekend to the point that he had to make a comment. And, and now, wh- why is this so controversial? Well, he's a Lutheran pastor. He's <laughs> married. He has three children, all of which are adults now. So they're older than the, the girl he's talking to. And but so here's what he said. Sorry, go ahead, Darren. I was going to
2: ask, does he, is he estranged from his wife or they're together and like, quote unquote, happily married?
1: They're, quote-unquote, happily married at the moment. Or, or at, like last week. Yeah. Right, up until this point, I'm yeah. saying. Yeah. Uh, so he said... Uh, okay, so he said that the materials were, quote, certainly embarrassing, but that the footage was taken out, quote, taken out of context and manipulated to inflict maximum damage to my reputation, Hold my career, on. and my family.
2: Hold on. What so here's what... What can be okay. added to jerking off yeah.
1: Right. So the what he's saying is this girl was not underage. She was 19 when they started talking, which is legal. Uh, so there's nothing illegal here. Now, this brings up another issue, though, is this is a 60 year old man FaceTiming with a 19 year old girl. Not illegal. No. little weird yes but the other end of it now if i'm doing angel and devil here is this is basically this is the music business what who do you think these rock dudes hook up with they don't hook up with like 35 year old 40 year old women they hook up with like a
3: young
2: yeah a young you know (laughs) a young girl you know what i
3: mean
1: uh so are there a lot of
3: 19 year old girls that go to megadeth shows
1: yeah, sure. So this girl, he actually got this girl to issue a statement, which he posted. He
3: made her do it.
1: He well, <laughs> well, but you said he got like, this girl to issue yeah, a statement. Suspect, well, he crazy, po- he posted a screenshot of her statement when he released his statement. But then that girl You're or okay? the person who the person who initially uh, uh, accused him Posted screenshots of what I assume is a private conversation between the two of them where he kind of instructed her to say that they're just friends. I don't know. Grooming her to the
3: last. Look at that. But essentially essentially
1: said yes those uh, she said those videos did happen but i was the one to initiate them and never was i underage i was always a consenting adult nothing inappropriate ever happened before that it was all consensual i am not a victim i have not been groomed in the slightest as i was the one to initiate it i think we
2: need to see her end of the video to see if she's been groomed or not she didn't (laughs) she didn't give him enough release before she's got to do another release for him now (laughs) oh (laughs) She said
1: she was naive enough to record him and share it with a friend without his permission. In the end, it was all consensual and all online. So So I do think... Go ahead.
3: This is sort of like what happened to David Letterman a few years ago where he had an affair and then the woman he had the affair with didn't rat him out, but someone she knew who she told is the one who ratted them out. Mm -hmm. Right? Wasn't that basically what happened with Letterman? Yeah, basically. And then he was was trying to... uh,
1: Yeah, and then they were trying to extort him.
3: So it's just like a way less talented David Letterman situation.
1: It's if you're a David, don't yeah, get yourself right? in an extortion situation. That's simple as. Thanks that. for the tip. <laughs> Appreciate oh, it. no. Oh,
4: no.
3: <laughs> Stay uh, away from Electra's friends. I don't shit where I eat, buddy. <laughs> 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 yeah, he's grooming Nick Menza's mom to get her to make better <laughs> dinners. I wonder was uh Al, what was that? What was
1: that website? Metal Sludge. Was
3: Allison, uh and... Was uh... Oh, that where the groupies like compared notes about...
1: Yeah, 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 okay. yeah. So let's see. You
2: just have that bookmarked?
1: I googled it.
2: If mm-hmm. F. Mary kill Dave yeah. Ellefson's gumata <laughs> Nick Menz's mom or Noah. <laughs> <laughs> I All guess right. you'd Alice... kill Nick
3: Menz's mom, right? Because she can't right. even cook. Yeah. So what good is she? But wouldn't um, that be the one you have
2: sex with then? Nick Benson's mom? Yeah.
3: I don't think that's what Dave Mustaine wants.
2: How do you know? You know what I like. You so don't
3: wait, not so then kinks. So then would he kill Noah?
2: I think he'd marry Noah. I think they're, they're similar in a lot of ways, I would say. They both have similar tastes in music.
3: And hairstyling. Mm-hmm. So wait, so then kill Ellison's Guma because she, snitches get stitches?
2: Yeah, you got okay. it, buddy. Fair. OK, understand. That's the Mustaine ideology. Never That's go against credo. the family. The family.
3: Uh, Omerta, <laughs> Chanting that like freedom on the stage. La Cosa Nostra.
1: <laughs> so Ellison is not on the world famous penis chart on Metal Sludge, but <laughs> Dave Mustaine is uh, the review Let's is Dick. Dave, Dave is of average size. And is very romantic, at least until he's done. Oh. Likes to likes to cuddle, but might not be so friendly in the morning. Well, that could also be like you know, maybe the it's time we leave. Wrong. Yeah,
2: I got shit to do, lady <laughs> or man. We don't know. Let's be you know.
1: So Megadeth uh, released a statement uh, because I guess you know enough people reached out to them to be like hey are you kicking him out you know and honestly like i don't know like it's weird but what did he do he didn't do i don't think this is a cancelable offense personally
3: Eh, i mean it depends on the band i've heard from like was it you that linked me to the thing about the guy from newfound glory like a few months ago oh Um, yeah that was a crazy wasn't his situation similar and they kicked him out like instantly so well that was band.
1: a that was a little different because he got arrested yeah, uh, yeah. Ellison never got arrested so but what they did uh, was similar uh I don't know the like I the full details uh, I, I might be uh wrong on but essentially during the myspace era, he was messaging with girls who he claims were all uh like of age yeah. or that he th- told him that they were of age and then his wife found out
3: well because i guess he was like video whacking with these girls and saved the videos and his wife found them on his hard drive and like that called the cops the cops well, came he and said assumed, apparently right,
2: right. okay go about that though That's,
3: well because i guess the cops looked at the videos and just eyeballed so, it and said those girls look underage uh,
1: yeah they look underage but there was but no, no evidence actual, that they yeah. were and then they had like some uh in when he was in court like some expert just deem yes they're underage Where it's like no you know there was he says there's no concrete proof Which so he they got could be,
2: and then you know well the he basically his, i guess that's case closed guys
1: yeah, so I mean uh, he laid it out and like when he if you oh, read his message <laughs> <it out> <laughs> if, if you read his message he he puts forth a convincing argument for how it was a misunderstanding and his wife might have been just a little vindictive and and trying to get him to not be able to see his kids. Uh, cuz there was also some stuff about like the person who ratted him out or like the person at the uh uh a police station that like took it to his boss is the guy she was dating like or she ended were... up
3: dating right Something's
1: yeah something like that kind of it's, it's a, honestly
3: if you ask me any member of newfound glory that's arrested is that's a good a step in the right direction whether yeah. it's justified or not like let's lock them
2: all up ultimately you're like it's for it. the best and just... any member of a member of megadeth should not be on video
1: oh, oh yeah that's so uh years old buddy uh yeah, even like the Dave Mustaine Instagram live videos we've seen, that could be yeah, considered gruesome. Uh so uh Megadeth comments, we're aware of the recent statements regarding David Ellison and are watching developments closely. Like, <laughs> what 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 developments are there to watch? <laughs> or do you think
2: a- we're looking for any hot new Ellison videos that come.
1: Out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he's children out he's whacking thought. with our development. Yeah, do you
2: think the state is closely analyzing the leaked <laughs> Ellison's yes. like, mm, his stroke
1: game is really
3: impressive.
2: Not, But not in a sexual way. Like, he's competitive. Like, he has to be the best whacker in Megadeth.
3: Yeah, you don't, you don't want
2: Ellison getting carpal
3: tunnel from all the masturbating, and then he can't play live.
2: That's right. It's a good point. No workman's cop in this company. Yeah. It's the moneymaker. You got to protect that shit. <laughs> Left hand whacking only. <laughs> it's alright. It feels like an old man doing it to you. Uh,
3: so Ellison's like a full time pastor and then sometimes he tours or like how does that work?
2: Full time you're fired.
1: I don't know if he's full time. I don't I don't know, honestly. Is there a but video so-
3: of him speaking the word of God?
1: Maybe. Hold on. Can we we get a a cameo
2: of him reading out of the Bible?
1: (laughs) Uh, think about adultery. So uh, (laughs) there's a little more to the statement. Uh, It goes, as it relates to creativity and business, we are all familiar with one another. However, there are certainly aspects of David's private life that he has kept to himself. (laughs) Like his penis.
3: (laughs) Yeah. Well, kept as the and a select few others,
1: as the situation unfolds, it's important that all voices be heard clearly and respectfully. We look forward to the truth coming to light. Basically, it's a non-statement. Yeah. Total fucking
2: duclaw. <laughs> we really wanted to say. I get the impression that this is like everyday business from Megadeth it's coming out now because is that like,
3: David Olsen calling?
2: Yeah. Uh, It's just coming out now because, you know, there's more widespread media and Internet and everything. But I feel like they probably did this shit all the time, right? Well, just not
3: on video. Yeah, absolutely. Exactly. This happens all the time in the
1: history of rock and like probably way more illegal shit has happened. It's just there's no evidence of it.
3: Mm -hmm. I mean, the guys from Led Zeppelin bragged about raping a woman with a fucking baby shark. That was like a thing that like they were famous for. Is that's that where story. that song comes from? I think that was a different shark. Might be related though.
2: That was a Led Zeppelin uh, unreleased demo. <laughs> Rapey shark doo, yeah. doo, doo 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 But
3: like that's like it, it, you know, there's just there was a shift in the culture, and people realized, oh wait, like no matter how good you are at writing rock songs, you shouldn't be allowed to do that
2: stuff. It's horrible. Yeah, it's understandable. I mean, that was back when, like, raping a woman with a shark was considered more or less, uh, you know, yeah. uh, blasé. Like
3: no just really boys being that.
1: boys. <laughs> <laughs> Look, if you can't rape a woman with a shark anymore, like, society is really gone yeah, uh, over the hill.
2: Hold on, I'm making a Facebook uh, old person meme where it says, uh, I remember back when I was a kid, we played in the fire hydrant, sat on the stoop playing stoop ball, and we raped women with sharks every weekend. <laughs> What's happened to kids nowadays? I miss the old shark rape. <laughs> Probably not rapi- an episode title. The rapiest sharks in the ocean, but it just don't rape the same.
1: <laughs>
2: oh, my God. I miss the old rape sharks.
1: Uh, we could watch. There's a video about David Ellison talking about his faith journey. Do we want to see this? Mm.
2: Is there going to be a follow-up continuing the journey to whacking off on a yeah. video. It's
1: from journey six years ago. Lawyer. It's from six years ago. So we don't know if his phone in particular had FaceTime. FaceTime existed to be clear.
3: So it's this is from a... a time when the girl he masturbated in front of was in elementary school maybe? What do you
1: she, she would be 12, right? Or 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 12 12 well, 11 is she to 19 13.
3: now or what like how old is the video?
1: Yeah I guess the video has to be over a year old because he's in a hotel room and like they haven't toured
3: in a year at least i mean he's probably wealthy enough that he could just rent a hotel room to do his just to face time yeah that, his to... whacking and grooming well i i feel like the reason the he was
1: whacking and grooming is because he wasn't home like when
2: you're home you're in you're in home oh is home that, home. that
3: is that how is that when you do it rob that
2: <laughs> do <you laughs> yes that's what i audience
3: <laughs> <think. laughs>
2: What'd you do in quarantine? Oh, I ate a bunch of nutter butters. What'd you do? Oh, whacking and grooming.
1: (laughs) (laughs) All right, here's this video. Let me got it coming here.
2: Role of religion in our... This guy is the announcer on every religious video. This is
5: the same guy. This is Issues of Faith. (laughs) Look! Graphics.
0: Hello, everyone. Welcome to Issues of Faith.
1: I Show swear today, this feels like a Tim and Eric sketch. It does.
0: It <laughs> is a fascinating faith journey. We are talking to one of the <laughs> founders of the heavy metal thrash metal band Megadeth. He's he is so the bassist. He is in town to play a concert, and he's just written a book about his faith journey. And I want to introduce our guest, David, Ellefson. Thank David you. David, have you considered
2: changing the name well. to Mega Faith? All right,
0: great book. I read. I read it. Easy read. Very interesting. he's, he's, easy,
5: he's
2: right. Fucking start, written crayon. He, looked, the bear, he looks, he looks like sixty-year-old Dana Carvey playing Garth
5: on the Super It does. Right? So why did you wind up? It <laughs>
2: does. You know my
5: co-author Joe MacGyver. Um,
3: Joe MacGyver. Of genre. He's what?
5: Also a writer over in the UK, and um, so right he's well steeped in the Megadeth history um and uh a, a big thing happened i came i was away from megadeth for a few Kidding. years from 2002 through 2000. <laughs> that wasn't on the video i came back in 2010. <laughs> Rob was on the it was video. really a big celebration <laughs> dave I, and I are to completion of the video original members oh, so it was kind of a was Sorry, original reunion so to speak uh and it was great because we were doing an anniversary of one of our big records called rust and peace that's kind of one of our big fan favorites and So Joel really pushed me. He goes, man, if this is a great time for you to write about your life. Talk about some of your history in Megadeth, as well as your—you have this faith journey that's sort of run concurrently. Really got a weird with your heavy metal odd-shaped baldness pattern going on. on on. very thin
2: in the front, but thick and luxurious. Yeah, it looks like.
1: Yeah, I was going to say it looks like he's doing a comb over, actually.
2: But the rest of his hair is very nice looking. That's the weird part. It's just
1: his hairline has receded in the front, so he just has like a little patch. And he grew it out, and he's doing like the Trump thing, where he's like combing some <laughs> yeah. aside.
2: It's just little wisps, wisps of hair. All right, let's get going. I feel like it wouldn't he look died. bad if he had it, didn't have long hair.
5: Yeah.
0: Were you religious?
5: Uh, you know, not really. I mean, I. It's interesting. I grew up in a Lutheran home. In uh, I grew up on a farm in Minnesota, uh, about six miles outside of this little town called Jackson, Minnesota, about three thousand people. Wait, Jackson? Everybody, it's pretty much a Jackson, Protestant Jackson uh, <laughs> community around
2: there. So <laughs> we church and
5: church and Sundays, my dad was always on building committees, and my mother sang in the church choir. And nothing overtly religious, so to speak. It was just, you know, you worked on the farm six days a week, seven, yeah. you know, Sunday. I used to give my dad a hand on the farm. Church, there. <laughs> come home and, you know, have Campbell soup and sandwiches, you know, and it was in kind of a relaxing day. So, you know, it was, I guess, biblical, so to speak, but um, nothing o- over the top, really. It was really just more the culture of of that farm community right there.
0: And you talked about you watched Hee Haw. Right. You liked country what? music, country western music. And then you become. Also, if you told me that both of these guys
3: were the same help. guy, but it's like a split screen where he's wearing a wig in one side and not in the other, I would believe you. It looked like the same band, person, yeah, other than the hair. Band,
2: My uncle was a butcher. I used to help him uh, beat his meat uh, at the
5: Downstairs shop. <laughs> <laughs> music to, to that well a clear distinction country music was around me but I wasn't necessarily a fan of I was a fan of hee I like hee-haw oh, because okay. Okay. that was you know we had like one uh, originally one you know CBS black and white channel 12 you know on our TV that was it and then we advanced to the you know the antenna with the UHF you could dial in the channels out in the farm you know and, <laughs> and and then, but you know hee-haw was a staple on that through and Walter Cronkite and all these things through the years Hee um, and Walter Cronkite, like that's the two things the he, and, what? Hee and and Haw is the sound he made Midwest, at the end of that video. Right? <laughs> right? Now then, but um, as I even talked about in the book, you know, I'd go to these uh, these local The weird angels, thing is that really know, at
2: the end were, of the video he yells out, you know, Dave Mustaine, I love you, which was very <laughs> shocking. I <didn't> oh.
5: <laughs> Did not expect that keg party he's you know, very beautiful oh no, no, no. <laughs> this kind of stuff. Like and I this. was always into rock and roll I was into KISS and Sticks, and I was listening to like WLS out of Chicago the AM radio station um, and even British bands like Sweet and things like that that was what got me excited. when does he get to the, the God stuff the rock and roll the bombs explosion I mean that's what rocked my world so i'd watch hee haw to check out the guitars and then i'd go back to total waste of skin and you life Major, you feel this there's this inner voice telling you to move to la yeah right. there we and,
0: go and you you start right. this very successful thrash metal band right, thrash and in the book metal. it's well documented the drugs and debauchery mm-hmm. ensue right but first
2: i want to touch on you the you first time hitting... i jerked off if that's okay with Yeah. You. yeah
0: into the drugs and that kind of thing
5: you know that actually started at age 15 on a dirt road right up the road from my farm where i grew up and and it was i think it was probably typical teenage curiosity and you know let's um, wait wait wait
3: wait wait. wait. could uh, we pause this could you go back and let's pretend that he's talking about the first time he jerked off (laughs) and just listen to his story and uh, envision that instead of what he's actually talking about at what
0: point did you start getting
5: into the drugs
0: masturbation
5: you know that actually started at age 15 on a dirt road right up the road from my farm where i grew up and and it was i think it was probably typical teenage curiosity and um, a lot of my friends were Hitting parties and starting to drink, and I think just probably normal uh, cultural curiosity about that. So, but you know, what's different. is some people can have one or two, and when they know it's time to grow up or stop, they stop or moderate. <laughs> for me, what I didn't know is I drank it, and boy, it woke up a demon inside of me, which I you now drank know. It. Later oh, no, Rob, alcoholism, and the only real <laughs> well, there's not a cure for it. The treatment is, is of course, abstinence, and then. <laughs> and, um, Usually these things, in my case for sure, required getting back in touch with the faith development, and that's an oh, the you go yeah. from your parents' faith—we're we're, we're all know, like eleven your years old—to uh, <laughs> that moment where you have to decide, well, who am I? And um, I already kind of knew what are I was. You? I was this rock and roll musician, and and that was hardwired in me to. You know, to play heavy, play hard, play fast, and that I think is a is a God-given gift to to have that come out of me. Um, but what was in conflict was this lifestyle that was starting to, as much as that always seemed, you know, sex, drugs, and rock and roll was kind of this culture. The um, the drug and alcohol thing was was uh, starting to actually interfere with God's gift, which was the music. And say that drug was and alcohol too much to, to go kind on of with terms this. With, and that yeah. happened for me at about age. <laughs> uh 25 and then right after that I found uh, If so well all I have, have to say if is, if, if, this is if this is how exciting and, and the book is
3: th- then mm-hmm. sign me up, mm-hmm. up. Amazon.org I'm going to get 3 copies of selling it Selling a
0: Perception The Rockstar Dream Right So my my question is and and we all saw these bands in the 80s and th- this lifestyle the videos it was all part of their overall package that was being sold You been sober back then p-e-n-i-s you know i'm gonna go back to the hotel guys and get ready get up early tomorrow practice hard or do you have to go out and do the <clears throat> drinking and the, and the drugs and the women and, and just live this lifestyle
5: well there's there's a good question and there's kind of two parts to that when i started playing the bass at, at age 11 i was in it for many years just for the love of rock and roll and and i would play sometimes with some musicians who were partying and i always look down my nose at him like you know you just blew that part and, get it together you know <laughs> and then of course you just I blew thought, that part fell into the same thing and now i understood and you know, to me, it's that, it's that Garden of Eden. It's like, the whole thing is yours. Just don't eat off the tree, you know, because once you eat off that tree, you're going to know stuff you're not mm-hmm. supposed to know. You're not equipped to know it. As I human. like that the you're footage they're showing of the Megadeth is of everyone and except me, him. Me, that's what the <laughs> and drug paradigm... Once you're in that, oh, there that we culture
2: That's a legal issue. I don't let
0: any footage you know, of anyone but of
2: me be <laughs> shown. <laughs> was that
0: the way it was with everybody?
3: Oh, in your circumcised penis! <laughs>
0: uh, chill, or was everybody was it this culture of you know craziness it
5: was a culture of craziness and like you said as we saw the videos on tv years later i just fact, want to get to the, the face defining moment it's i actually started the book with it this big show we were doing um, in england 107,000 people biggest play that drop of sean saying of get to the part where
3: you're christian um,
5: of that type, for heavy metal and there i am i'm on stage my childhood dream show and i'm strung out to the bone you know and that was just that was the end of the line of that lifestyle bone. That started mm. at age 15 but no, just crack no just put, put the hand oh, on the dick
1: <laughs> and,
3: uh,
5: and was it I rob was, was
3: that, rob the one that groomed david
5: going into treatment and that no, was an stop. embarrassing thing back then it, it was um not it was start it, some other people in the industry were starting to come public about getting sober. And, come, you know, public. come public. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, so he certainly it, took that the advice so the were to turn. The down, the Does he finish though,
3: in it was, the video?
5: It was, it was yeah, Rob said he does. Okay. Okay. Uh, like you said it's not like that today there's a lot shows about what's his issue like you're almost a celebrity if you do go to rehab <laughs> and uh, so people lied for you right you've they, got an I mean, issue it no hey is a tissue it was something else I mean. yeah it's as wispy as, as his, his, his shows, hair so we have to cancel some shows oh. <laughs> <right>? <laughs> which god bless him for you know having my back to maybe that. that's what happened course, to his hair he shot a few rounds in there good on that oh no apologies to the corrosive uh you know, that whole process a about album. a year and a half before, you know, from first going into Corros- Corrosion of Conformity. <laughs> is that the episode title? he's <laughs> I mean, oh, come, remember? Yeah.
2: Oh, <laughs> so no, that's, that's all the good we've news. Got it. It Can is, you uh, put an asterisk on the U and come?
5: <laughs> like, oh, no, this is like the truth right in front of me, the truth with a capital T. And really, it took mm. me back to everything that I knew to be capital good, capital D. Wholesome from when I was a kid growing up in the Lutheran Church. And, uh, you know, that, that early faith that my parents put upon me, in fact, there's there's a proverb that says, you know, raise your children in the instruction of the Lord, so if they stray, uh-huh. they will return. And to me, that... But that other people's really children, you instruct them to, to my spread life. for you. My, my parents yeah. did Just raise me till in, in the instruction yeah. of, the, of the Lord. And um, and now here I was at age 25 having to... You know, Praying to a God I didn't really know, I didn't really understand, I wasn't sure if he really liked me very much at the time. Mm. And Is
1: he and, talking about uh, Dave State? Yeah.
2: Yes. Oh, no, he knows <laughs> Dave doesn't like him. Comfort
5: and peace. I was thinking the and, same and, thing, and I, I couldn't formulate the joke. <laughs> <of a drug laughs> and then I had day two, and then I had a week, and then I had a month, and then I had a year, and now here I am many years later. And that really, I attribute all of that back to daily prayer and communion, and, and that that time with that uh, quiet Should we time be practicing riffs? Should we listen to this and just insert
2: whacking for prayer?
5: <laughs> and
0: alcohol to your to, to your faith to, to praying. Doubt. Absolutely. And and that was going to be my next question. At what point in your adult life mm-hmm. did you first? pray to God and and feel like you had a response when did that happen
5: there's a couple of defining moments one when I was I did my religious studies through the Lutheran church and got this guy looks like the Um,
2: uh Billy Baldwin of the Ted Cruz family oh seriously (laughs) (laughs) probably
5: around age 14 I think I think it was right before I started drinking and I remember being at real peace with myself everyone around me and i remember dirt turning off highway 71 down the dirt road to our farm talking to my mother about it in the car to see man dave elson really sort
3: of looks like if you took porn star evan stone and he died and then you dug him up like 10 years later <laughs> now harsh. everybody google evan stone
5: i have to I have any enemies i get along with everybody just this real distinct piece um uh, you know, fast forward a couple it. years, that gut instinct hits me in rehearsal one day out in my father's farm shed. He's cut. Get to California, By the way, his Twitter, Twitter handle is EvanStone6969. Very on brand. You know, it, kind of so brand. My you know if, if my gut's kicking me, it's probably There's a picture attention. of him you know, dressed as Trump. I moved to California. Oh God. All these years later, I end up in I bet you it's for a video. Like, probably um, Stormy um, Daniels. And, uh, I sit in this... this um, this this recovery meeting and i and i'm just so feeling horrible from the detox and i pray god just please help me stop feeling so crummy right now and crummy minutes goes by and he said shitty I, I i'm i'm at peace yeah and i'm not thinking about can't how horrible curse when you're talking to god and, and the real comfort came over and
3: i, I put the thread back wait to did he say he sells it.
5: age 14 when i was doing my religious i don't studies. want to feel so cummy right I, now it hits me it's like you know what there's something like i get children, <laughs> oh, i get the god I keep trying to
3: skype I'm with teenagers when i right feel this oh my god thing. he said i get the god bumps oh, wow.
5: and i, I put the thread back to age 16 go to california age 14 when i was doing my religious studies and, I, and it hits me. It's like, you know what? There's something. Like I get chills. I get the God bumps, goosebumps, thinking about it right now. But there's a real thread That's herpes,
3: here. sir. And yeah. About warts. <laughs> a, a
5: year later, <laughs> I pray again in a real dark, fi- final dark moment.
3: You imagine that's what he tells his wife. Know, he comes home, home with a rash. She's like, oh, have you been sleeping around? No, no, no. And these are God was, bumps, honey. Yeah. Trust
5: me. Early 1990. And, and I just did it again on day He's two. And missionary work. And then I had, you know, and I just get that. And quite honestly, I continue. Continuing that now for the last 23 years, and it seems to be working.
0: We
3: have to take a break. Cool story.
2: And a little bit of jerking off on a live stream.
5: Working and
3: jerking.
1: Well, I want to share now some memes on this. People having fun with this. People having fun with this, especially on there is a thrash group uh, on Facebook. Big four thrash posting. And so there are some memes. Mm -hmm.
2: Like Uh.
1: (laughs) bust in peace.
2: He's in look, he's in the uh, alien uh, tank. (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm
1: -hmm. This is Dave Mustaine reacting. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, uh,
2: Oh, that's very uncomfortable to look at. Yeah,
1: Dave. No, what did I do this time? Sorry, Force of Habit. Other Dave, no, No (laughs) Ellison, load.
3: (laughs) Oh, that one makes Mustaine so jealous. Yeah.
1: Megadeth Dave David Ellison accused of grooming a minor. Should have stuck with A major.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: this morning I made the call. The one that ends it all.
2: <laughs> it's a megadeth lyric. <laughs> okay, thank you.
1: And this is just uncomfortable. Here we see David Ellison, two of his favorite groups. Ah.
2: Who was That's to, that? is that rugrats or uh, yeah i think so hey arnold or something two kids it doesn't matter they're two kids cartoon kids
1: there's a photo of lars no longer metal metal's biggest wanker oh i didn't get that
2: i saw that like a week ago and i didn't get the joke now i get it he's literally wanking
1: <laughs> there's ellison on the cover of acdc rock or
2: bust <laughs> or both <laughs> than this. This is the oh, meme yeah. of looking at the girl walking past while you're working yeah, with the girl. that
3: girl looks too old for him.
1: Bust in Peace is the best
2: one. Yeah. I should have ended with that one. <laughs> it's okay. All right. So is he what calling
1: else?
3: in next? week? We got Ellison for a little spanking.
1: Yeah, we have, we have him on the line right now, actually, to <laughs> defend himself.
2: Oh, well, wait, he finished. Sorry. Oh, he, uh,
3: God damn it, Dave. He
2: can't come on now. Couldn't hold it an extra two minutes. 60 years old,
3: man. Wait till you get there. Viagra's kicking in. Do you think he had to take Viagra before spanking it with this girl on video?
2: <laughs> yeah. Sid, you're 42, right? 41. Oh, 41. So by the time you get to Dave, Dave Ellison's age, there'll be a girl born right the oh second <laughs> who you can wank with. That's so fucking hot.
1: I was going to say, the, the, yeah, like the <laughs> age gap between you two was the age of the girl.
3: Rob, what will be the metal injection statement that you release when this footage comes out? I don't know you. A- and what reaction will you have when you see the video?
1: I'm definitely <laughs> clicking off that much quicker than I clicked uh, off the elephant video.
2: <laughs> I tell you what. I'd be morbidly curious.
3: <laughs> oh, 60-year-old ween. Well,
2: sit, Rob, you got all the way to completion. You said so you didn't click off that quick. Well, it was Wait, a very sure, completion was a, or Dave's completion.
1: It was a very oh. sh- it was a very short video. Uh, Dave's completion. Come on yeah. now, I was watching for science. I I was <laughs> I was
2: just I was like a deer in headlights. I like what? Like what am I? <laughs> no, I got to look. I can't. Well, Rob could have been jerking off to something else and just multitask. Clicked over. Time. Yeah. <laughs> You don't know. It wasn't necessarily jerking off to Dave Ellison. He was jerking off with Dave Ellison. It's totally okay. Oh. Was there another video, Rob, of what he, the girl he was jerking off to? So maybe uh, you both saw it and you haven't... No,
1: no, no. She was uh, cropped out of the... the, You see that it's a FaceTime because you could see, like, her in the corner, but she's cropped out.
2: Thank goodness.
3: And do we know who it was that released it? Just a friend of hers or, like, an ex-boyfriend or... What was the
1: I don't know exactly?
2: We
3: need to talk to But not good. Speaking of banger films.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's just it's another thing that makes me go like, oh yeah, this is why I would never want to you know share any intimate photos or videos of myself on the on the internet. Right. You know,
2: never again at least. You're a semi-famous person.
1: Yeah, I don't want that stuff getting out.
2: You ever upload to a website anonymously? A a little (laughs)
1: Craigslist.
3: Dick shot (laughs) Craigslist. Missed connections.
1: I mean, I guess. uh, Um, back in the day, the closest thing would be like chat roulette, but I never showed my face on there.
2: Oh, you whacked off though.
1: Uh, I guess I wasn't. Uh, what it's like this. It, it wouldn't only be. <laughs> I really walked hey, into this one. Did are yes or no answer. Uh, <laughs> yes, but it's like it would have to get there. Like there would be a conversation first. Oh,
3: walk us through that conversation. How'd that go?
2: Boobalicious <laughs> biznotch. <laughs> it was Can like you
3: pretend we're in high school together. Hey, pretend this
2: is a chat roulette. <laughs> hey, <laughs> what's hey. up? Hey, what's up?
1: You look and good. Was there
3: an ASL? <laughs> Question mark?
1: Uh, where are you from? How old are you? Brooklyn. <laughs> Show it to me. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> no, I Back don't work? know. No, 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 no.
3: <laughs> <laughs>
1: yes. Are you, are did you always you...
3: answer honestly? Or did you like role play ever?
1: What do you mean? Like your what age sense?
3: or where you're from? Like how honest were you?
1: I was, I. on
2: I didn't, no, I didn't do any of that. Lying. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna be better than the newfound glory guy. Ready?
1: <laughs> Are you legal? <laughs> that is that is something you should really ask. Uh
3: But they just
2: lie.
1: <laughs>
2: but doesn't that wouldn't that mean the guy was then absolved of responsibility if the person lied, or not responsibility, but legal uh, action? I don't know. If the person well, misrep,
1: like if the person has a fake ID that they show you.
2: Right, I feel
3: like right, like honestly, like if it's to the point where you need to ask for their ID, you should probably just walk away at that point. I I ultimately, ultimately, I agree. I'm I'm not. I'm I'm saying,
2: but the newfound
3: glory guy said that he, they told him they were of age, and he still got in trouble.
2: Well, I think, I think um, that's why I didn't understand that story. But I think it's definitely ethically stinks, you know. Yeah, but I just, I'm just saying, like if the if the girl told him that she was 20. And he pursued it. Is he still liable if she's like 16 or something? I don't know.
3: I feel like, like probably yes. My instinct is to say no. Rob, find out for us. Get online. Create some. <laughs> yeah. <freak out>? yeah. <laughs> because <laughs> my,
2: the reason I say that is because I mean the only uh, like connection I have to this is watching like Chris Hansen videos mm. and they always make sure to have the girl say that she's underage. Otherwise they can't entrap the guy and have the cops come. Hmm. So if she were to say, hey, I'm 20, well, I guess maybe because wrong by the law. You know, they're never like with the Chris Hansen stuff. They never
3: actually have a girl show nude pictures or anything. Right. It's all just textual. And then he shows up. So with the in in a real life scenario, we're assuming that the girl who's lying about her age actually has done something sexual with this person. So it's already taken that step.
2: Hmm. So Whereas if something. a guy just
3: shows up based on text from a woman saying she's 20 years old, then he hasn't done anything illegal yet.
2: Yeah. I don't know. Even
3: whether he knew the age or not. Still creepy. Yeah. Don't do it, Leroy. <laughs> <laughs> just if he's thinking about it, oh, why let it? us
1: know yeah, what know. you think. Hit us up. Hate mail at Metal He's
3: got a wife. Dudorino's still just engaged, so he has some time to do dirt still mm. before. So Leroy's got, yeah. got a, a wife to think about. Don't either, do it,
2: way. Either one of them show up on Chris Hansen, you think? I mean... Let's
1: not, dude, to- let's not do this.
3: Of our listeners, which one do we think would be most likely? Oh, I don't know. They're all Shankletown. Great. It's Shankletown. All right, fine. Is he listening, though? No, not- <laughs> well, probably because he's in jail.
2: Oh, my God. Oh, brother. <laughs> all, of our, all of our listeners are finance upstanding people, as far as I know. This is not a factual uh, conversation.
3: Dusty Rhodes Muffler in the Discord says Rob posted nudes on Gone Wild. Is that true, Rob? Which gone no, wild never. would you post nudes on if you were to? Hot bears, bears Gone, gone Wild? wild. Huh? Yeah.
1: I was gonna hot bears gone wild.
3: <laughs> is there a difference? Is there like an ugly bears gone wild and a hot bears? Or like how I that... dunno.
1: I'm not on the bear, I'm not in the bear Reddit community, to be honest. Yeah. It,
2: it seems like a missed opportunity. Do you consider yourself so, oh I gotta actually a question a question actually just occurred to me. So you're like what 37 now? Yes. Are you like like a papa bear now? Are you like in the older? <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't know what the action. Maybe I'm Papa Raba Bear. Papa Bear Papa Bear
1: I'm I'm creeping into I'm creeping into daddy territory.
2: <laughs> I think that's <laughs> that's the what charm. that
3: girl with Dave Ellison was doing.
2: I mean, that's like grandpa terrorism. Yeah, yeah. Fair.
1: But I always assumed that a bear was someone that would be hairier than me, but I don't
2: think that's the case. I it's think just it's a just, body type.
1: Yeah. It's just yeah, essentially.
2: Can it be like a hairy bear and a and a shaven bear?
1: No, the hair is what uh define that's the defining. You just said it wasn't.
2: I, yeah, I thought you just said it wasn't.
1: Uh just any hair. <laughs> you any just have, amount? have hair. Yeah.
2: So even if it, you're hairless except for a
3: little ring of hair around each nipple, you'd no, that doesn't count. No, that doesn't count. no then so you're there's a, a so there's a threshold.
1: But yes. What about
2: like a tuft of hair just in the middle, and that's it?
1: I don't know. I, I we'd have to go to the <laughs> the All board right. of directors get
3: clarification.
1: We got
2: eight minutes left in the show. Get them on the horn. Like right. uh,
3: the board well, of directors, am I right, guys?
2: Yes, that's what Dave Ellison oh, should have consulted before uh, <laughs> doing his thing.
1: Let's talk about the music break.
2: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, every week,
1: we uh, pick a, each pick a song and we add it as a burp to our Spotify playlist. So hit up Spotify. Do a search for Metal Injection Livecast Music Break. You can find our playlist
3: and every week we each add a song.
1: And uh, this week I added...
3: Can I just hold... Dusty Rose Muffler in the Discord just said Rob is Coco Bearware? <laughs> <laughs>
2: I get it. Nice. On
3: fire.
1: Uh, I added Bo Oh,
3: Say it correctly. People aren't going to know what the hell you're Bowhouse.
1: talking about. Uh... I actually... Bauhaus? Is that how you pronounce it? Yes.
3: Now yeah. say it sexually. Bauhaus. Mm. Bauhaus.
1: Oh. I've really been getting into them uh, the last week or so. So good. So good. It's like 80s, 70s, uh, synthy, weird. Like, really, uh, a, a lot of the songs, I'm like, wow, you could really hear how much Mike Patton was influenced by these guys, because a lot of it just kind of reminds me of mr bungle although this obviously predates mr bungle significantly so and just a lot of it still sounds very very modern so it's not quite metal
3: but it's pretty hard
1: yeah it's like goth rock i realized that's what like i i always thought like oh i like stuff that's heavy it's act what i actually like is stuff that's hard i like it hard
3: (laughs) what's the difference
1: it doesn't necessarily have to be like heavy and fast it just has to be hard but what does that mean then? Uh like aggressive, maybe more so but than aggressive metal. isn't heavy? No, like depeche mode, they're not heavy, but I would say they're hard. Or like Bohas, uh, they're not heavy, they're hard.
3: Uh, like all right, I guess. I wouldn't I like would industrial. never consider depeche mode to be hard. They're more dancy. I mean have you have, 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 you, have you looked at the
1: front man? He'd get you pretty hard.
2: <laughs> uh Another Dave. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) Is he whacking off in front of anybody?
1: Not that we know. All right, cool. Uh, And then, uh,
2: Darren, what did you pick? I picked Natural Born Killers uh, by Dr. Dre and Ice Cube uh, in honor of a new Jack Mm. who just passed away because that was his theme music in ECW. So R.I.P., a very problematic... Uh, yeah. Person and not a nice person, but a, a great entertainer. Yes. I have mixed feelings about it. I uh, can't say he was a good person, but I enjoyed his, his oeuvre of uh, work in professional wrestling and also his post career uh, interviews, shoot interviews, <laughs> in much the same way I enjoy The Iron Sheik. Uh, just a yes. Very, Quite a character. He's just a remarkable uh, human being in both good and bad, I would say. It needs to be emphasized that he was not a good person. Yeah. We should not glorify people who die just because they died. But I do appreciate the mark. that. Yes, he he's done some
1: incredibly awful things like yeah. mutilate
2: people without their consent in the middle of the
1: ring, right. which is disgusting and unforgivable. And another at another time, he beat up a fucking 70 year old man within an inch of his life. Yeah. Just for the jokes.
2: He mutilated so. a 17 year old uh, kid because the kid was uh, given 16, maybe 16, I think. I think uh, seventeen. Is he, he the Dave
3: him. Ellison of extreme wrestling?
2: <laughs> yes. he told nineteen
3: years old. What am I supposed to do?
1: He did say he, he had a fake ID, yeah. produced a fake ID. Yeah. Oh, and see, and, and he got off. He didn't get. Oh. <laughs> he didn't get uh he, he was found not guilty because of that. I think because they lied. Yeah, he lied. Uh, so then, the, the, yeah, he lied about his age, and he did a match, and he asked New Jack to to cut him saying he wanted to bleed because no you know, no no
2: of- no you're missing it you're mixing it up a little bit the kid was supposed to bleed and do it to himself and New Jack ooh, uh, I'm sorry so the kid during the match told New Jack New Jack said come on it's time to cut yourself and he said I'm afraid to do it I'm afraid to do it and he said uh, can you do it so New Jack started to do it and then he got scared he said no 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 stop and he said "No, I'm gonna cut this motherfucker and he just sliced <laughs> him the fuck up like really badly. It's, it's it it. I've watched it. You know, maybe two or three times.
1: Fair enough. And I, it's honestly, I think I watched it two times. The first time I watched it, and then I said I'm never going to watch it again. And then when <laughs> they kind of showed it on Dark Side of the Ring. Yeah, there's uh, flaps of
2: skin on his face. That
1: it's are- so it, there's there's like a fountain of blood. It's like it like arches. It's so gross.
2: And another another comparison to Dave Ellison. It was caught on video. There you go. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay and, okay, and the video has a block on it, like they tried to make legal action not to have it shown. so Same thing. So, are we saying that by this time next week, Dave Ellison will be dead? Oh, or, or he'll be slicing up someone's face. That's his new fetish.
3: <laughs> I guess uh, maybe if he does it, to
2: Dave Mustaine. Yeah, and then cool. we'll we'll then we'll find a video of him on a Christian network on Seven Hundred Club saying how bad it is to slice someone's face up. He's calling Sorry. again.
1: <laughs> uh, Voodoo Chaos in the chat, uh, in our YouTube chat writes, Elefson's favorite Megadeth album is 13.
3: <laughs> well done. That album told him it was 19.
2: <laughs> All right. Well, we're winding it down. I thought and it was as Super we Collider because his, colli- his hand's colliding.
1: Oh. His <laughs> well, it's time to do our Patreon shout out.
2: Oh, here we go. Promise.
3: You remembered. Oh, my God. Yeah, that's. Yeah.
2: Nippla-raba. Nippla-raba. nippla <laughs> it looks like you lost some weight. Some it's more a pepperoni, weight. Papa. This is the last time I saw you shirtless.
1: Thank you. Thank you. I've been swimming. <laughs> some more muscle tone.
2: <laughs> oh, my God. really proud of the
1: shoulders because of the swim. You know, I got to do that.
2: <sighs> you never do the backstroke? Oh, of course, you
1: gotta do the backs. Yeah, like this, a lot of this. Mm-hmm. A lot of this. No, I know uh, what jokes let's aside, see the like
2: uh, oh yeah, let back first. Turn around. Let's see how much hair there is there. Uh, no, yeah, I'm, I'm disappointed
3: in your are you trimming? No, I, I just don't have back hair.
1: I have very thin back
2: hair. It's not it's but not uh, like pronounced like this. But are you so trimming as your, are you trimming your chest hair? feels like there's less no, thing. nothing. No. That's
3: what they
1: No, call I st- think it's just it's just the, it's the light.
3: Oh, see, see. Are you opening your window now so everyone can see?
1: No, I, I closed well, the shade so the light wasn't obscuring. Uh, <laughs> and Taryn, to ask you, answer your question, I mostly do freestyle and backstroke. So okay. I'll do like half and half, kind of. Backstroke uh, is great still- because it's like a good—it's a good rest lap because you—you know, I, it's much easier to breathe because mm. your mouth is above water the whole time.
2: Are we still talking about swimming? Yeah, swimming. The backstroke and your mouth is above <laughs> water.
1: Come on now. All right. So reading our top live cast fans of the week, the way you can be a top live cast fan of the week is by joining our Patreon at the $10 tier uh, at metal, uh, patreon.com slash metal injection live cast. And here are our top live cast fans of the week. Let me, let me just go up a little. drink. Eric, I don't know, I feel like singing it.
2: Sure.
1: Eric, Rabagadouche, A.K.A. Justin, Benjamin, El Judorino. R, Mindy, Mayers, Kippa, Croc Destroyer, Semella, I am Ella, I is Ella, 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 A, Ella, A, it. Gender. So it's the crustacean sensation aka god stopper ash boss hit Loth, dallas rob vampiro hugo likes tacos lando Danks la Croit scoopy doo one 82 and Douglas, who are you,
2: Lavison? I am very upset because my "Who Are You" drop got corrupted. I'm gonna have to mm. make, make a new one, but I don't have that this week. It came up and I couldn't play it. Um, what are we gonna call out, Ash Barzoloff, uh for the horrible, horrible Coward. show that she pulled?
3: Cowardly, cowardly
2: I, I act. Guess, I guess you are. What, what, what did Ash do? We were supposed to have a sunflower eating seed eating contest mm-hmm. her against Rob mm-hmm. and Ash didn't show up and we all were we had a great time in the zoom hang we watched some wrestling yeah. and that was a classic metal injection live cast patreon zoom hangout uh, and if you're not a patron you should join because you get to join watch the show with all your fellow members and patrons. Uh, but not Ash Bajoloff because there was no sign of Ash Bajalov anywhere. Cowardly.
3: We're all very disappointed.
1: Well, I'm, I I still love you, Ash.
2: Speak, speak for yourself and speak up and defend yourself. Call in or write us a hate mail, please.
1: Give us a good excuse, even if it's not true.
3: Perhaps send us a video of you eating sunflower seeds that we could then play versus Rob eating. Could simulate a contest.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I
1: like it. All right, it. All right, we're going to get. We can't <laughs>
2: have just you look. sending us videos if you're under 18. Well, if they're eating uh, sunflowers.
3: Let's not risk it. That's true. Let's just not risk it. Good point.
1: <laughs> so we're out of here. We're g- we'll be back next week. We might be on a little later than normal next week. I think might be joining us. <laughs> Keep it locked. Oh, no, actually, we are going to start on time. Uh, 6 o'clock and we have a very special guest lined up I'm very excited we have the singer of Red Fang Aaron he's going to be calling in at the top of the show we hope you could join us Red Fang have a new album coming out so please tune in and uh, maybe Noah will be back I think she might be back next week she should be back and until then we'll see you. any final any closing words fellas uh, seconded